All right, so um, residential grow room. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science with a beat. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. A residential grow room, in my opinion, would be a specific area of the home set aside and dedicated for the growth of marijuana plant. And that is Bart Lamell, a forensic carpenter in Crested Butte, Colorado. And not for the standard occupancy of, you know, people and or pets. In Colorado, we are allowed to have seven plants per person. So you can imagine in a residential home, say you have three people renting it, they can all grow seven plants. So now we have 21 plants. So we have basically indoor horticulture in a residential structure. People have been growing plants in houses for a long time. They're called house plants, and they balance relative humidity, they clean the air, and they generally make the place more homey. But this is different. This is 21 large bushes filling a bedroom, demanding resources that typical house plants do not demand. This can produce a lot of um, unwanted situation from moisture to indoor air quality and um, you know, water usage, electrical usage. Basically, a grow room has powerful lights which produce a lot of heat and eat a lot of electricity. The plants also need a constant source of water, often automated, which can cause bulk water issues if there's a leak. Plants soak up water in the roots and transpire vapor through their leaves, which boosts the relative humidity quite a bit in a hot room full of plants. Most people build a specific area of the house to do this in. We've found them in crawl spaces, basements, attics, bedrooms, just about anywhere they can carve it out. The problems begin with air sealing, or the lack thereof. These rooms are not set up completely air sealed chambers. So the hot moist air inside the grow room. You might have a room that has 60% relative humidity and 80 degree air temperatures. Will quickly migrate to other parts of the house, including the framing. In a climate such as where I live in Crested Butte, which is climate zone seven, you have big temperature differentials across that boundary. So you have cold dry air outside and all that warm moist air wants to do, it's pretty dumb. It just wants to go in one direction, and that's from inside to outside. The thermodynamic laws of physics tell us that, at least on Earth, heat and moisture move from more to less. So the warm, moist air wants to get out of the grow room. So you're injecting a lot of unwanted moisture, and uh, sometimes chemicals even, fertilizers and things like that, into the home which drive to the exterior. This matters a lot because we are creating massive drives across our building structure that put a lot of unwanted moisture in a lot of unwanted places. Like wall cavities, roof cavities, or if the grow room is in a crawl space, the floor framing above. So we end up with condensation issues. Um, we end up with uh, moisture issues on windows. We end up with indoor air quality issues, mold problems, and uh, respiratory issues. From there, those compound into building failures as well. A simple little grow room can sure snowball out of control if you don't give it some serious thought. All this to grow a few recreational marijuana plants. Whoever said marijuana was harmless, right? As a remodeler, if you live in one of the 31 states where it's legal for recreational or medical use, chances are someone's going to ask you to build one of these rooms at some point. 
When they do, you should know what you're up against. The biggest two items on the doing it right situation is that we need to we need to really concentrate on air tightness of that space. So that needs to be really a dedicated room for doing what you're doing. And it needs to be fully air sealed from the rest of the structure. Standard air sealing techniques apply, though you can probably use weather stripping to gasket the door rather than installing an exterior door into an interior room. After that, you'll have an airtight room that will be full of vapor that can't escape into the framing. So you need to give it an exit path. Once we've air sealed that area, the next biggest thing is ventilation. We need to provide proper ventilation out of that room to control the moisture, create a negative pressure compared to the rest of the surrounding building. When a room is under positive pressure, it pushes air outward into other parts of the house. Negative pressure means that the grow room is basically pulling surrounding air into it because an exhaust fan is sucking air out of it. There is one hiccup on the ventilation side of this equation. Though. Now that creates um, smell issues um, outside the building. So the next thing from there is you have to have filtration of the air going out in order to pick up the smell. For a couple of reasons. One, the neighbors may not like the aromatic enhancement to their neighborhood. The other reason is that the pungents may attract enterprising young entrepreneurs who are looking for a shortcut in the procurement pipeline, shall we say. We haven't had a huge amount on the residential side of people being broken into to steal their plants, but for security reasons on a grow operation, yeah. Charcoal filters can be added to the exhaust ducts to effectively neutralize the aromatic compounds in the exhaust air. So we don't have a lot of regulation or code around this. So there might be some code requirements coming forward that if you're gonna grow in your house, you have to actually pull a permit and it has to be inspected and built to a certain standard. To be fair, any major remodeling project requires a building permit and a residential grow room may well involve plumbing, electrical and waterproofing. Screwing it up can cause health, safety and structural issues. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that building departments will wanna get their arms around it quickly. And we did have one where the where the in a condo complex where there was above and below units and the guy in the middle had an irrigation system and that sprung a leak and kind of just went away for a week, came back and had flooded the downstairs. So, like any wet room, use stainless steel supply hoses rather than plastic ones and waterproof the floor like you would in a shower or a laundry room. Electrically, we're talking about multiple thousand watt bulbs which not only produce a lot of heat, they suck a lot of juice. So you may need to upgrade the service entrance. Really your degradation to the building is coming from the heightened level of moisture, heightened level of temperature, and those mixing and uh, driving forces to the outside. We hope you now have a heightened sense of what it takes to build a residential grow room for your customers without destroying the house that surrounds it. It's important because you get paid for what you do and what you know. Even if it's not something you're gonna do anytime soon, you should know what's involved in case they ask. We have a lot more on this topic at protradecraft.com if you need more info. You can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Google. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. It helps us stand out in the algorithms. Seven Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.